श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवत गुड इवनिंग कंटिन्यू आवर डिस्कशन ऑफ श्रीमद भागवतम नॉर्ड्स इंस्ट्रक्शंस टू व्यास द फिफ्थ चैप्टर द फर्स्ट कैंटो So thus far here in recent discussions we we heard how Narada clearly instructed Vyas what to do in terms of remedying the despondencies he was experiencing told him to meditate going to samadhi on Krishna Leela this would give rise to the solution which came of course in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is a solution and arose out of the heart, the meditative heart and the trans-language Samadhi Bhasha of Sri Vyasadeva under the inspiration of Narada, great contribution to the world. And having instructed him like that, he then contrasted that instruction by way of speaking about people who his intelligence is splayed out his minds are moving after the show of a magic show of material existence many different uh, objects it's like the three shells you know <laughs> and you never get the right one <laughs> you always come up short something like that so there's no samadhana there's no samadhi in that there's no samadhi there's no comprehensive knowing which means there's no real happiness comprehensive knowing is not a head full of information it's a happy heart therefore we say that in order to have perfect knowing which is really the the pursuit of perfect happiness we have to have a perfect method and the head is not the perfect method it can be used in the same way that a thorn might be used to take out a thorn hmm? if you got stuck by a thorn you might use another one to take it out so intelligence mind senses so forth these are all material ingredients these will not solve the problem that they are part of they are a manifestation of they are a product of our material preoccupation hmm? nonetheless under good guidance from above we have some utilization So they say in the same way that a thorn might be used to take out another thorn so we should use our intelligence and uh, the bhagavatam really invites us to do that nasta prayeshu abadveshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavati tamashloke bhakti bhavati nashtiki invites us to come and bring your intelligence to bear here this is the nyaya shastra at the same time it is the it is kavya beautiful i mean it's the logic of all the real real scriptures all that that jungle if you will of sounds making sense out of them all as it does with its focus on one sound consisting of two syllables krishna rupa goswami has written beautifully in his namastakam how he says all of you punish the jewels the jewel like statements 
of the Upanishads that, that give light, in other words, like a jewel will give light, hmm? shines, are all shining in such a way as to shed light, if we study them carefully, on one sound, consisting of two syllables, Krishna. Srila hmm? Mahaprabhu said that Ah, he said, Shrotam api Upanishadam dure harikatamrita. What is that distance? He said, the sounds of the Upanishads are far from dure, far from harikata, what you can arrive at hmm? by harikata, by hearing and chanting about Krishna. He said, that exercise, that will bring about a transformation, an unprecedented transformation. That will bring about Kampashru, Pulakadai, all these things. As Narottam prayed, Gauranga Bolite Habe Pulaka Sharir Hari Hari Bolite Nayane Bhavimir. These kind of changes we want. Hmm? The whole of, the Leela of Krishna is full of such transformations of ecstasy, Sattvika, Bhavas, Anubhav, Sanjari Bhav, Stai Bhav, a land of, of ecstasy. Gauranga play, uh, plays, prays, when will those transformations, he particularly mentioned Sattvika Bhavas, when will they come in the, hmm, this kind of change, this kind of movement? So, Mahaprabhu said to the pen of Jigalaswami, he's attributed this verse to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Sounds the Upanishads can't do that. And they bring about a big change. They, they change your focus from matter to consciousness. Bring the focus on yourself. But Harinam, that is another thing. Hmm? So, uh, this is what Bhagavatam sorts out on certain terms. This is the method, the main method given here in uh, the, 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 uh, the Abhinaya Tattva, the means given. And his ends too, that Krishna, that sound. So, Bhagavatam, a great contribution to the world and arising out of the heart of Vyas. Very artfully helps us to focus our attention not only on consciousness as being different from matter, but on the prospect of consciousness, on the consciousness, if you will, of consciousness. This is the PhD studies of consciousness. It's not the 101 study of consciousness we find in the Bhagavatam, or there's an also an emphasis on that on the, in the Gita. Although the Gita points to, to something more as well, it really points to the Bhagavatam, where the Gita stops. Sarva-dharman paritya-jha-mamikam sadhanam Srimad Bhagavatam starts. dharma prajita kaita bhuta paramo satam Where do we go from here? Hmm? From surrendering to Krishna to then having erected a stage in the heart, then that drama of Krishna Lila will soon appear. And we can we find out so we have a role in that. Hmm? In the dancing gods play drama. Hmm? So this is Srimad Bhagavatam. Gita is kind of the 
the uh, I think Prabhupada used the language, the civilization of intelligence, spiritual intelligence, guided intelligence. As I said, we can use the intelligence to get out of the predicament if it's well guided from above. In and of itself, it won't be helpful, but if it's harnessed from above, then it has some utilization. But from the Gita and the language, or the, excuse me, the civilization of the intelligence, we go to the Bhagavatam, the civilization of the soul itself. In other words, the Gita is giving good, good, good direction by which we can enter the land of the soul that is what has come out of Vyasa's trance. That's where he was in Krishna Leela. Samadhi Nanusmaratadvicheshtitam, Nara told him, and you are qualified to do that. Enter into Samadhi on Krishna Leela. You've heard some things, you may have seen some things. Meditate on those, see what else comes. Write about it. And the whole of Krishna Leela came out. This is Srimad Bhagavatam. This is really the center piece. That's what it's all about. So, we should uh, have uh, this kind of one-minded intelligence. Bhagavatam invites us, use your intelligence, study me very carefully. Uh, Here I am. This is the poetically presented, the logic of all the revealed scripture, what what it's all pointing to, all these various sounds and so forth. And so, having instructed him like this, and having contrasted that kind of uh, life, a life based on following that kind of instruction that leads to samadhi, comprehensive knowing, samadhi, comprehensive knowing, the knowing that makes one perfectly happy. Again, this kind of knowing. Everyone wants perfect knowledge in the sense that they are in pursuit of perfect happiness and all action is informed by some kind of knowing. So, um, of course, some people say there is no perfect knowledge, but they don't hesitate from pursuing it nonetheless. Everyone is pursuing a perfect knowing by which they can be perfectly happy. It's unavoidable. Even those who pursue um, unhappiness, masochists and so forth, for example, by one standard, they find some happiness in it. So. The world is in pursuit of, 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 of joy, of ananda. They are in pursuit of what, what the self is really constituted of in a small way. Mm-hmm. And more than that, in pursuit of that which the God is constituted of in a big way. Mm-hmm. Ananda, love, happiness, joy. So if we are to pursue perfect knowledge, we have to have a perfect method. We can't have an imperfect method to pursue perfect knowing. And so this is the perfect method with folded hands or with hands raised. That means surrender. Saranagati, I give up. Om Hare Krishna. You take care. Like Draupadi, let go of her sari. Mahabharata, when they were trying to... Uh, enemies of the Pandit were trying to unravel it. She held it with one hand and said, oh, Govinda, and it was still a problem. And she let the other hand go. Then it was no problem. <laughs> Sorry was unlimited. He can protect. Yoga Chema. Bahami. Baham.
I, I yoga means I, I, I protect yoga, Jema, and I, uh, what, what you, I connect you with what you, what you need and what you have. I preserve. This is my position for my devotee. Ananyaschintayantavam yejana paryupasate tesham nityabhiyuktanam yoga jemam vaham yam. So, this is the subject of Srimad Bhagavatam. It has such power to charm us because it concentrates on that which we are charmed by, in a sense. We are charmed, as I said the other day, by the beauty of the world, and it is but a reflection of the actual form of beauty. So we put the actual form of beauty, charm, uh, in, in, in focus. This is the easy method for deliverance from the world. We've heard jnana is not very useful. Now, Vyas Arnard is about to really criticize the other side of the equation, the other track, if you will, that material life runs on. One is jnana, the other is karma, right? One is renouncing, the other is acquiring. We acquire, we get tired of what we acquired, we, we renounce it. And then, as I've said before, then there are systematic paths for pursuing acquisition and for pursuing the uh, foregoing of acquisition out of the wisdom that it's futile. It's just like a dream. You, 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 you never have anything. It's just passing through your hands here temporarily. So... We heard earlier his critique of, of Gyan and karma to some extent as well. And here in a big way now he's going to speak, he's going to speak out. He says, Jugupsitam dharma krite nushashata subhavaraktasya mahanbhatikkama yadvakyato dharma ititarastito namanyate tasya nivaranam jana Vichakshuno syarati beditum bibur ananta parasya nivrittita sukham pravartamana sugunayar anatmanas tato bhavan dharsaya cheshtitam I told him he was going to use strong language, so here it comes. He says, he says, jugupsitam. He says, this is what you have done thus far is condemned. So all the, all the Vedic literature that he's written, hmm? and probably the last thing that he's written, which particularly is kind of being uh, discussed here, is, is the great Mahabharata, in which one chapter is the Bhagavad Gita. So this is a strong statement. This is how much Nard feels that the Bhagavad, that is to be manifest from the heart of Vyas, needs to be in place for all these scriptures to make sense and and benefit uh, the people. It's a it's we have to be a little careful because there is a place for karma and there is a place for jnana. But if bhakti is not in place, and the world is left with these two alone, then uh, you're nowhere. Now, of course, the Gita is there in the Mahabharata, so there's bhakti there. But Vyas wants Nard wants something more. Wrecked. After all, the Gita is found in one chapter, 
in a very long book, maybe 100,000 verses. It's only 700 verses. Uh, it's very artful, no doubt, the way that Vyas com- 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 composed the Mahabharata. Um, and this is basically what's being addressed here. He says that verily, uh, with regard to Dharma, he's saying that Subhava Raktasya, that uh, people are naturally inclined in material existence towards sense gratification. And in your books like Mahabharat, you've encouraged sense gratification. You've called it Dharma. You've articulated a path of acquisition, beautiful living and, and so forth, all in pursuit of sense gratification. And this is how people are naturally inclined. So despite the fact you might try to insert the Gita there, people aren't going to pay much attention to it because you've encouraged them in the name of sense gratification. That's what they're inclined towards. So they're going to end up thinking, this is what's really being said here in this verse. What they're going to end up thinking is, when they read verses like Sarvadharman, Pritya-jamamikam, Saranambraja, just give up everything, all dharma, surrender unto me, they're going to think, oh, that's for the invalids. That's for the people who can't make it in the world, who can't acquire things. Hmm? Those people will go to the monasteries. <laughs> the losers. <laughs> and this is common, 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 uh, common thinking. Hmm? So here you've given a whole sophisticated book to encourage people for about how great it is to be to be righteous and acquire and enjoy and family, friendship, and love, and going to heaven, and so on and so forth, and uh, with big noble words, and it sounds very um, high-minded, high, high and so forth. And then, and then you look at the people then who reject all these values, and they think that they couldn't make it. They had to go. They were losers. They had to go to the... They couldn't get a good wife, poor guy. Okay, well... There's a place for him. You can go to the ashram. <laughs> and of course, there are people who come to the ashram for that reason and are like that and have not uh, have not uh, thought it all out and so forth. But sometimes ashrams are very generous and they, that's their ornament. They even accept some people like that sometimes. Gradually, they educate them also. <laughs> so. He said, "This is this is uh, what you've done is is really a disservice uh, to the society. Common people are like this, and you've encouraged them. You've given them a systematic method and a, and a whole glorious book and reasoning to support this uh, this position that they naturally gravitate towards. Therefore, they'll miss the message of the Gita. It was very artful the way Vyas inserted the Gita in." Mahabharata, because the Mahabharata is, is a book of history of of the times in um, in, in India, and, and it's full of political intrigue and romance and all of the things that people are involved in, interested in, and it's very uh, well done. I mean, if you read a good edition, you can really identify with the with the figures in there, the heroes and the demons, and the, and uh, and uh, get wrapped up in the intrigue. It's a hard book to put down, actually, and, and uh, a great contribution, literary contribution to the world. And in the midst of all of this, 
what gradually builds is this inevitable war. And you're just about uh, to, just the war is just about to happen. It's been building up for chapters and chapters. All the players that you've gotten attached to and gotten to know and so forth, now they're going to come and they're going to take sides and fight with one another. And it's just, you're just on the edge of your seat hmm, at this point. And Bhagavad Gita comes. It's pretty artful. He's got their attention and then the Gita. But Narada is saying, ah, it's, it, it's good, but it's not enough. Hmm? People will miss it. People will skip over the Gita. That's the boring part. Yeah. All of a sudden, all this philosophy coming here. You know, let's get on with the story, something like that. Well, they'll misunderstand the story. This is a very, very uh, strong language, he says. So you've, you've really done a disservice to the society. You should be condemned for writing the Mahabharata. That is, I told you, it was heavy. <laughs> Now, we should note that it's an offense to the, to the holy name to uh, criticize the Vedic literatures. And one way of understanding that aparad to the name is that, that we should not criticize the sections that deal with jnana and karma because they have their place for certain people. And so forth. But we can say, once the Bhagavatam is there, then... Then, then we can direct people to that hmm? so they can understand it all, all properly. Hmm? And uh, and this, this is again, as, as really, this is the central hub around which it all orbits and can be understood in context and so forth. So we give Nard this. Uh, 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 he has he has reason to make strong statements because the Bhagavatam hasn't come out yet. Hmm? Now here in this first of two verses tonight, the operative word really is dharma uh, ititra, uh, common people. Next verse he says, not all people are common people. The operative word being vichakshino, vichaktitam sarati, veritum vivoa. So Vyasa might think when being instructed by Nard, well, okay, well, if I write a book just about bhakti, hmm, Who's to say that the common people will, will understand that hmm? necessarily? But what Vyasa Narada is saying here in this next verse is not all people are common people hmm? simply uh, who, who, who lack uh, finer discrimination. There are discriminating people. And you should feed them. You should nourish them. And... Uh, they, 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 who have a hunger for this. In the highest sense, it means there are sadhakas always in the world. They need nourishment. Indeed, this is who Krishna comes for. When he descends and performs his leela, he comes for them. We reach a certain pitch in their spiritual culture hmm, that their pangs of separation for him can no longer... They can no longer bear. He can no longer bear. He makes his appearance. And they're taking birth in his leela and so forth. This is the high end of it. They're discriminating people. There are people who need this kind of food. And those people should be nourished. 
because yad yad achirati shrestas tatadevetorojana, as the Gita says, as you've written in the Gita. The common people, ititaraha, they will follow the vichakshana, the discriminating people. They will be the trendsetters. <laughs> so, um, cater to them. And, and the common people will have an example to follow. It may be hard for them to follow the theory. But if you give the theory to those who can follow, who have a hunger for that, they then will set an example, and the example is easy to follow. The example, the devotee, takes the, uh, the theory, if you will, and brings it into the realm of the practical, exhibits it, shows how to do it, and so forth. Hmm? Mahaprabhu himself emphasized this in all of his outreach. If you notice the, the teaching, the, the, the actual preaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's very, very limited. He said very few things to some very big people in India and brought about their conversion. He met Keshav Kashmiri hmm, from an Embarka Sampradaya, and uh, he converted him on the bank of the Ganges after listening to him recite poetry in, in, in glorification of the Ganges. I think he recited 100 verses on the spot. And Mahaprabhu said, that was very beautiful. But I was wondering, in verse number 64, you said this and this, and there's a problem because of this in the grammar and alliteration here, or in a, a grammatical problem. And he was, what? how could you even remember one of the verses, what to speak of, critique it and so forth. So it was very simple the way he converted him. He met, met Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya in Puri, who's the greatest logician of India. His name is in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, and uh, he converted him by being silent. But the charge spoke from Vedanta for seven days. Mahaprabhu sat and listened. This created a teachable moment. But the charge wondered, what is he thinking? He doesn't ask any questions. What's on his mind? And so he asked him to speak. Then he spoke a little something from Srimad Bhagavatam. Spoke on one verse, of course, beautifully. In... Uh, Sixty some different ways explain the verse. In South India, he converted the the, the, the leaders of the Ramanuja Sampradaya, Venkata, but by joking with him about Lakshmi and Narayan, why Lakshmi could not enter the Rasa dance, whether she was chaste or not. Going after Krishna, she did. <laughs> In Banaris, he converted Prakasananda Sarasati. By, by sitting at the feet, at the place where people, where the sannyasis came into the temple and washed their feet, washing their feet as they came in. Sannyasis were, Om Narayan, I am Narayan, giving blessings to everybody, never paying obeisance themselves. Mahaprabhu washed their feet, and they saw his all, they, Prabhupada could see, his aura is the Brahman that we are, we are after. So, the point here is that the main emphasis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
and this is beautifully brought out in the third chapter of the Adi Lila by Krishna's Kaviras Goswami, is that he would teach by example. As it is said, example speaks louder than precept. Apaniyachari bhakti sikani sabari. Mahaprabhu is Krishna in Krishna's Acharya Lila. Achar means behavior. So he came to exemplify the way that persons should go, having surrendered to him, as he says in the Gita, exactly how to do that, step by step. So his is the lila of teaching by example. He didn't write any books. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, his followers wrote voluminously about his teaching, about his place in the sacred text. What was the ecstasy that was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What was that? They sorted it all out, demonstrated from the sacred texts. This is Radha's love for Krishna. This is the highest ideal. This is the, the Mahabhav of praying. But he himself then taught by his example. He converted people by his person. He had plenty to say, but he, for the most part, said little, chanted a lot, <laughs> and, and loved a lot, and, and converted people thereby. So, so those people who have an appetite who have, for a comprehensive solution to the problem of material life, like Prabhupada used to say, not everybody needs a guru. Only people who want to make a comprehensive solution to the problem of life. Thoughtful people who will not be satisfied by, by things and by a show and, uh, and so forth. They want something of substance. So these people should be nourished and the benefit for a larger sector of society that will result from that is they will have an example to follow. While they may not be able to follow the teaching, understand it that well, perhaps they can follow. They should learn something about the teaching, of course, but they can follow. They can be taken by the example of, uh, of, of, uh, of a great devotee. So... He says here, this, so you should speak the Bhagavatam. This is the idea. Pujapatrita Marshvis wants him uh, write the Bhagavatam, whatever. Uh, a discourse on bhakti, on Krishna Leela, from your heart, what you've experienced. Uh, and nourish the devoted sector, the sadhakas in this world, uh, the, uh, the, um, those who have fine discrimination. This is the Paramahamsa Samhita. Srimad Bhagavatam, Amaram Paranam. It is, as I said earlier, Dharma Prajita Satam. It's not for just anybody. Nirmatsar. Those who don't have envy, they can understand something about Srimad Bhagavatam. Once Sridharmarsh was preaching in, in South India under the direction of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in Madras, sent there to open a temple. 
And so they were canvassing to raise funds for the temple, and they went to the king, the king of Madras, wealthy person, asked for a donation for a temple. So the king's secretary came out and said, yes, what is your cause? They said, we want to open a temple for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he said, very good. Oh, yes, we should have a temple for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Very good. All right, they put you on the list. And you know, as your name comes to the top, surely the king will give. Thank you very much. And so they left, and they waited, and they waited, and their name wasn't coming up. So they went back. Yamar said, might as well go back and see where our name is on the list here. So <coughs> he came back and said, you know, we came some time ago, and we had asked for a donation for the temple for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh, yes, yes, you Chaitanya people, as I remember. You're, yes, yes, you're on the list. But you see, we have many, many important things. We have to feed people. We have to open a hospital. We have to do this, welfare work and that. And all these things are taking precedence. The temple is good, good, but... If people do not have a hospital, they can come to the temple. If they get sick, if they, do not, if they don't have food, there are more important things. So then Sridhar said, I realize at that time, we're never going to get to the top of the list here. Hmm? Um, they're preoccupied with the symptoms of the disease. They have no idea what the disease is. I have nothing to lose. I might as well open up on them and give them the whole thing here. Hmm? He thought, you know, when you go and preach, sometimes you don't come out with everything because it might be too much for someone to digest. So, you, you know, you make, you make friends and you tell them what you think they can take and, and so on and so forth to try to engage them. But when you realize, well, there's nothing to lose here, might as well come out with it all. So he did. He said, Vikriditam Rajabhudviridam Jabishnu Shadambitanu Shanayadatavarna Yudhya Bhaktim Param this is from Rasalila. <laughs> After the Rasalila description, Parikshit Maharaj said, Wow, that was something. He told Sukadev. But I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how the Prince of Dharma, the very Dharma Setu, the bridge of Dharma, Krishna himself, could be dancing with other people's wives. I'm trying to get figure this all out. Hmm? It sounds immoral, and he's the pinnacle of, you know, the, 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 the very exemplar of the moral life, the protector of the moral life, and so forth. So, there was a, a number of verses in response, one of which was by Sugadev, you have to understand, Krishna is the husband of the gopis' husbands that they left hmm? to meet him. Hmm? He's in everybody's heart. You know, and therefore, he said, in this verse, he said, the, 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 the stories about the Brajbadu, the wives of Braj, the Leelas, about the ladies of Braj, and their romance with Vishnu. It's about Krishna, but he uses the word Vishnu. Vishnu means all-pervading. So he wants to say, please understand, Krishna is not ordinary boy. I've already spoken about this for nine cantos. Don't you remember all of that? Still, it's still it's making your head spin when it comes to it here, isn't it? What is Krishna Leela? It's very extraordinary. So, calm down. 
Krishna is Vishnu, he's all-pervading, and who listens to the stories about the ladies of Braj leaving their so-called husbands to consort with Krishna in the night hearing his flute. These are so pure hmm, that the hridrogam, the disease of the heart, which is lust, attachment, kama, if you hear about those, shradhanvita means here, shrad anu, anu means, anu means to follow here. So here by following in the Guru Parampara, where this can come down, comes down purely, the proper explanation. So hearing in that way about these leelas, bhakti will go into your heart. Bhakti param bhagavati patilabdhya kamam. And then, that disease that's in the heart, fridrogam, the disease of lust, that will go away. Hmm? All lust will go away by hearing these pastimes from Guru Parampara. Hmm? You don't have to get the lust out first. First start hearing. Hmm? It's so, so generous. Then it will go. It will run away. Hmm? Such is the nature of these pastimes. So he brought this up and he emphasized the word hridrogam. He said, as I said earlier, you're preoccupied with the symptoms, but the disease here is the disease of the heart, lust in the heart. He said, people you are feeding now, they were once elephants, and they ate a hundred pounds a day. We've gone through many species of life, it's thought, to arrive at the human form of life. As an elephant, you ate a hundred pounds a day, these people, and still they're hungry. Hmm. So he went on like this, saying, no matter how much you feed them, no matter how much you tender to their necessities that take precedence in your mind, hmm, the problems that you seek to solve will, will only be perpetuated. Only if you take out this lust in the heart will anyone be satisfied, fulfilled. Hunger will never stop by feeding people. Hunger will stop. They showed the example. They were the chakshana. Wise people, discriminating people. Sadgosami Vandeshi Rup Sanatan. These six Gosamis described by Srinivas in this verse of Sadgosami Astakami says, Sankya Pubakanama Gananatibi. They did this, Sankya Pubakanama, they chanted the name on the beads regularly. Sankya Pubakanama Gananatibi. And they, they did pranams around Govardhan. They went to the temple. They did all these limbs of bhakti. This is how they conducted themselves. They became so absorbed in this. Nidrahara, nidrahara that they forgot about eating. They forgot to sleep. They forgot about mating. And they had no fear. Eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Finished. We have the example. This can end hunger. Of course, it takes a discriminating person to be able to appreciate this point. Someone else will just say, all I know is I'm hungry. All right, anyway, get the discriminating people to get this together, to come on board with this. Hmm? Set an example 
and make big prashad offering at the same time, <laughs> something like that. But the point is, this is the, this is the real solution. Hmm? This is treating the disease. Everything else is only treating the symptoms. So we came out with this, like just unreserved, just laid it on him, the Godia, Siddhanta. This is what we're doing, buddy. Tell us at the king, okay. <laughs> He's wasting his money, you know. He's going to die hungry himself. What about that? And he was so forceful in his, in his preaching that he went to the top of the list. Hmm? They gave some money for the temple. <laughs> the temple was opened in Madras to do para upakar. Hmm? What is it? Mahaprabhu said, Upakar means to do welfare work for others. And he termed his work para upakar, the supreme welfare work. He said, those born in Bharata, they should do parupakar for everyone. The prophet said, those Indians, they didn't take it up. Let the Western boys and girls then take it up. <laughs> they're vichakshana, they're interested in this. They have some power of discrimination, that's what he said at one point. This has been transferred to the Western, <laughs> as he called us, boys and girls. They will do parupakar, sankirtan, distribution of sumin bhagavatam. Harikatha. said, well, why shall I go to feed some people? Hmm? Someone else accused him. You're holding Harikatha. There's only a couple of people here listening to you. Hmm? Meanwhile, other people are hungry and, you know, you could be helping them. He said, but these people need food. Shall I leave them to go feed other people? And they want a comprehensive meal. There may be only few, but they need to be fed. And feeding them is the only way to feed the world, really. Hmm? If those few can be fed and nourished and grow to maturity and set an example, then, this, then this, the world will continue to have meaning. Let the flow of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Bhakti Sarasri Thakur said, remain alive in the world. Hmm? This is all up to you. This is what we do here. We don't come. We don't invite you here to become students, but to become gurus. You think you're looking for a guru? Well, the guru here is looking for gurus. <laughs> In all of you, looking to learn from you and see you become examples by which others can be inspired to make a comprehensive solution to the problem of life. This is what. Uh, Nard is concerned with, and so with very forceful and strong language, like the way in which Sridharmarsh talked to the secretary of the king, something like that. He's making his case. Are there any questions? Yes. So the person that went to the Pujapad Sridharmarsh is the uh, the godbrother of Prabhupada? You know who Prabhupada is? Prabhupada is, is my guru. And, and, and Prabhupada had a guru, Bhakti Siddhanta. And Prabhupada had a godbrother who had the same guru. 
like Agnidev is my godbrother, we both have the same guru, right? So Prabhupada had a guru, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and he had a guru bhai, a guru brother, so to speak. And he had a number of them, but one of them he had confidence in. He said, amongst my godbrothers, only Sridhar Maharaj is qualified to comment on Srimad Bhagavatam. He said many, many nice things about him. He said about, he said, uh, I probably once said, uh, previously I wanted to, st- after the departure of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, I wanted to start a mission with Sridhar Maharaj as the Acharya. Hmm? And he told us that, that, that you will all do well to hear from Sridhar Maharaj. If he said, what to speak of him being of a benefit to you as a Siksha Guru, an instructing Guru, I consider him my Siksha Guru. So Prabhupada had very many um, complimentary things, and they weren't hollow praise. They were, well, just, they were um, deeply felt by Prabhupada. Prabhupada hosted Sridhar Marsh in his house for six years after Bhakti Siddhanta left from the world. And so Prabhupada advised us that at the time of his departure from the world, if we sought, needed to, felt the need to seek any spiritual counsel, any or philosophy, we could go to Sri Dharmaj. So, um, his picture is there on the altar next to Prabhupada. So this was the story I told from his life during his preaching days. Pujapad, Bhakti Rakshak, Shridhar Goswami Maharaj, Ki Jai. What else? Yes. When you were speaking about Narada, Jagupsika, so heavily he spoke, he criticized mm-hmm. those, uh, the earlier works of Vyas. You said that the disciples were friends to the Holy Name for doing that. You said that. Uh, Bhagavad was now here. <laughs> but Narada, but, uh, so Narada had a license to do that, to criticize like that. I, really, he's indirectly criticizing Pratyas for not having contributed something that comprehensively presents the essence and a, and a comprehensive solution and so forth to the problems of material existence towards the Jiva's highest prospect. So without that in place, a book just about that, I mean, Mahabharata is about so many things in the Gita, there on a book just about that only, about brain prayojan and the means to, to arrive there and so forth. Then we have a context, we have a, a hub around which all the scriptures orbit in which you can understand them in context. So he's saying, you've done this you know, it unto itself. It's, it's, it has, has little value. Yeah, you stuck a little something in there, but he's, he's also saying, you know, uh, it's not the best idea to just dangle something over here. Come on over here. And then People come on this basis. We're going to have a rock and roll concert, and everybody come for the rock and roll. And 
put Krishna consciousness in there too. People who come for rock and roll, they'll leave with rock and roll. <laughs> this is kind of what he's saying here. He didn't think it's the best strategy. <laughs> so, it's strong language, no doubt. Yes. Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, how do they see the Bhagavatam? Uh, they, 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 they see it uh, as one of the sacred texts and so forth. Uh, they, they give precedence to the Vishnu Purana, as I've mentioned before, over the Srimad Bhagavatam. That's their main book. So they don't give it a lot of attention. I mean, there's lots of different Puranas. And um, it's enough to pick out one and make it your main book and, and focus on that. Uh, so that's what they've done, that and Vedanta. We look at Ramanuja as having a certain presentation according to time and circumstance. We look at him as being one of the, um, how would you say, preliminary speakers for the main event of Kali Yuga, which is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance and descent, as well as Madhva, and that's how we look at them. So I don't... I, I, I have seen some things here and there that some Ramanujas have, the way they've understood some verses of Bhagavatam. It's different from the way we do. Um, but um, we would, uh, I have referred such people to Satsandarva. <laughs> and for example, a key verse of Bhagavatam is that the three of the volumes of Satsandarva dealing with Sambandagyan are focused on Paramatma, well, two of them, Paramatma Sandarbha and Bhagavat Sandarbha, to some extent the Tattva Sandarbha. Vadanti Tat Tattvidas Tattvam Yad Jnanam Advayam Brahmiti Paramatmeti Bhagavaniti Shabdate. This would be a, a, look at how the Ramanujas understand the verse in the Gaudis, you see there's a huge difference. The Ramanujas say, well, this verse simply says that, that uh, learned people describe the absolute truth by any one of these three names, Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagwan. <laughs> Jiva goes somebody says, yeah, it says that, but who are the people that describe it as Brahman more readily? Who are the people who focus on the idea of the Paramatma more readily? Who are those who focus more readily on, on Bhagwan? And do they not have different paths, Gyan, Yoga, and bhakti, and so on. And he's like, opens the whole thing up and writes two huge essays, Sandarvas, on the subject to, uh, to understand Paramatma. He doesn't do a, 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 he has a Paramatma Sandarva. He has a Bhagwat Sandarva, or the Bhagwan Sandarva. He doesn't have a Brahman Sandarva. He says, that's not worth writing about. There's nothing to write about. <laughs> <laughs> it's undifferentiated consciousness. A, you know, it's, a, it's a contentless experience or something like that. Not much to write about. He wrote about seven, seven paragraphs on it. In the beginning, I think, of the Bhagavat Sandarbha. And so he's, he's doing a whole essay on Brahman. What is Brahman? What is Paramatma? What is Bhagavan? So um, we would think that Ramanuja left it untouched for the, for the Gaudis to come and uh, glorify and bring out and so forth. 
what is what Mahaprabhu was all about. So before the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can also say, who could understand the Bhagavatam before the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? He personified it. Seeing that, then nobody could understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes? Yes? Vishnu Purana being in scripture with all the neighbors. And, uh, well, I guess what I'm wondering is who is Jiva Goswami making the argument for primarily to establish that the, the uh, Smriti is valid as a Shruti? Because I guess Ramanuja wouldn't argue that. Uh, they might. I mean, amongst the Puranas, Ramanujas emphasized the Vishnu Purana. But as I said, they're also very much preoccupied with the Upanishads. Mm-hmm. It was on the basis of the Upanishads and, and, and an interpretation of the, of the Upanishads that Ramanuja sought to uh, counter Shankar's argument, which is also based on the Upanishads. So he'll take the main Upanishads and he'll... I don't even know if he quotes the Vishnu Purana in his commentary. He might, but he gives by far the precedence to the, the Shruti. I don't think he... Yeah, he make an argument like the Smriti is more comprehensive than the Shruti in the creative way that Jiva Goswami did. So, but 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 that's not to say uh, not to belittle Ramanuja and his followers in any way. They have a certain angle of vision, Vaishvarya, Vaikuntam, and so they gravitate towards the text that will. Uh, that, that lends support to that, that transcendental reality. And as I say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not appeared, so how can you understand the Bhagavatam without him? It's difficult. Even though Vyasa wrote it still, we need, we need the person of the Bhagavatam, as the Bhagavatam says, <laughs> along with the book. So the person about, who it's about is Krishna, and that person is appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have the person Bhagavatam in him and the Bhagavatam. And then we are all supposed to become like like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Like Jesus said, you should become like me. <laughs> we should become like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. People Bhagavatams. Bhaktisiddhanta mm-hmm. Sarasri Thakur called the printing press the Brihatmadanga, the big drum. Because by printing the, 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 the Kirtan, if you will, of Srimad Bhagavatam, it can go further than a block that he could hear the Sankirtan chanting. But he named his sannyasis Jivantamadangas, living drums. Mm-hmm. So we should become living drums, something like that. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Tai Chand ki jai, Gaud Bhaktabrinda ki jai, Gaud Premanandi.